some things in your life, right? That's what's going on. You have people that you're praying for salvation for. You're praying for healing. There's so many things that we can be praying for. And we serve a God and we believe in a God that does miracles. So you tie in your prayers to a miracle to a miracle working God. And you begin to believe that God can do greater things than even you could possibly think as well. Over the past several weeks, we've, we've gone over what it means to keep on asking, to keep on seeking, and today it's going to be about what it means to keep on knocking. But in order to do this, I'm going to need your help. Now, I have found 70 of the best knock-knock jokes in the world. 70. And unless you choose not to participate, then I may have to keep on going and do every, every one of those 70 and keep you late. Yes, I will keep on knocking. Right? You know how this works, right? I say, knock, knock. You say, okay, good job, right? So I need that participation. We're going to go through all 70. Otherwise, I'm going to limit it. They're also amazing. You're going to be rolling over on the floor. I'm told. Knock, knock. Yeah. Beats. Beats me. <laughs> knock, knock. Yeah. Butter. Butter, let me in or I'll freeze. <laughs> knock, knock. Yeah. Leash. The least you can do is answer the doorbell. Knock, knock. Adam. Out of my way, I'm coming in. And so far you've been participating, so I think we should make it a blast. <laughs> I'm going to continue this series the next week. And this, the whole message is going to be knock, knock. Knock, knock. Sure. Sure, you like bad jokes? <laughs> sure, hope you like bad jokes, actually. As you can see, I'm not a comedian. I can't Google. So we've been talking about prayers for miracles. And we've learned that persistence is a key component to our prayer lives. That persistence, that's what we've been reading about, that keep on asking, that keep on seeking, and today it's that keep on knocking for that miracle. And in Matthew 7, we are told to keep on asking. We're told to keep on seeking, keep on knocking. You see, when he, asks, when he tells us to keep on asking, God tells us to ask, even though he already knows what we need. Pastors also encourage us to seek and to keep on seeking. We talked about this last week or a few weeks ago, where we keep on seeking until we get that answer. What is the answer? Well, we know it can go one of three ways. Yes, it is God's will to do it right now, in this moment, when you pray, and that prayer is answered. That's that instantaneous miracle. That's the kind of miracle I received when I was prayed for over my asthma and was healed the mo that moment. Gone. Right, so that's how miracles work. But there's sometimes you get the answer no. And like any good parent, God sees the bigger picture when we only see fragments of that picture. 
And God sees something that we don't. And if you're a good parent, you're not going to give yourself, give your children something that's going to hinder them in the future. So you might say no once in a while because it's not good for them. And he may say, God may say no to you once in a while because it's not good for you. And then there's the not yet, where we look at God's will, God's timing, God's way. And all three of those are really difficult for us as humans to really take, right? God's will, God's timing, God's way. Because we want our will, we want our timing, and we want it our way. Right now. I don't care how, I want it now. So Matthew 7, 7 through 8, just to remind you, this is a passage we've been going over for the past several weeks. Matthew 7, 7 through 8 says, Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. So when you think of knocking, and keeping on knocking, what does it usually imply? It implies knocking on the door. Right? That's what you think about. I think about a door when I think of knocking. And what does a door do? It, generally, it keeps people out of the house. Or it keeps the elements outside. But it is an entrance into the home. But when a door is closed, it keeps people out. At least it should. It's a barrier between what is inside and what is outside. Right? It becomes that barrier. And it caused me to think, what is the door the barrier, be frank for a minute, what is that thing that, is there some kind of a magic phrase? Is there some particular wording? Is there a password to get in the door? Is there a secret knock? What is it that keeps us from the miracle? What do we need to open that door? Now I want you to notice something here in this passage. You don't break down the door. You don't force your way in. This passage talks about keep on knocking. So you knock, and you knock, and you knock until someone answers. Until someone lets you in. So there's someone who has to let you in to the home. And before I get too far in this message, I want to give you a little disclaimer. That just because your prayer hasn't been answered yet, it doesn't mean that any of the things that we're talking about today that can create barriers between you and your miracle apply to you specifically. All right, you may just be in a season of waiting. Maybe none of these apply. And you, he's just asking you to keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. You just haven't received it yet. But you're going to. But it is important this morning, and this is where I want to really challenge you. It's important this morning to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart about any area that has become a barrier for you. Because I'm not the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can speak to your heart in ways that I can. So even if there's things that we don't cover today, well, none of those are me. There might be an area that the Holy Spirit does reveal to you. That's what I'm going to talk about this morning. So what I'm asking you to do is to open yourself to the Holy Spirit So what is your door? What is your barrier? What is your obstacle? Well, 
be, it's, it's pretty simple. The first door that keeps you from that miracle could be sin in your life. You see, sin creates this barrier we already know between God and us. There's a break of relationship with sin in the middle. It's like being on a call with God and your phone battery suddenly goes dead. There's no connection any longer. Or I don't know how many of you get really frustrated by this, but sometimes you'll be talking to somebody and either your phone or their phone keeps cutting in and out. And it's just very frustrating being on the phone with them, right? And so if it's you, you just start shouting louder, hoping that maybe something will still get through, right? As it's cutting in and out. But there is sin that does create a barrier between us and God. Communication can be spotty. Sin in your life could really bring your prayer life to a halt, mostly because you don't want to go to God, right? If you know that there's sin in your life, you can try to avoid it. You usually find yourself further away from God. So how do we get past that door? Well, I'm here to tell you that there's good news. It's an easy way to get through that door. And you don't have to do anything for it except receive it. Right? To reconnect with God again, that's all it takes is confessing sin. Lord, forgive me. Change me. Make me new. And that says that we're then, when we do that, we're wrapped in His righteousness. It's no longer based on what we do or don't do. We're wrapped in His righteousness. And because of that, we can go before Him. 1 John 1, 8-9 says, If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Now notice, who opens the door of forgiveness? Jesus. His crucifixion made it possible for you and for me to be forgiven and to pray righteous prayers. So confess sin in your life. Receive that forgiveness according to this passage. He's faithful to forgive. You live forgiven, and then you keep on knocking. Okay? But then there's this door of doubt. Now, this is this is a challenging one for so many of you. Can you believe in doubt? Can you believe in doubt? Now, many people have a doubt because they, they threw a Hail Mary. Uh, if you don't understand what that is, Hail Mary is a football term used that when a situation seems hopeless, you send all of your receivers to the end zone, and the time is running out, and you just throw a ball up in the air and hope that one of your guys comes down with it to score and win the game. That's a Hail Mary. That's all you can do. And this represents the prayer life of many people. You throw up a Hail Mary once all the other options have been exhausted, and you kind of say, well, maybe I'll try God. And you're hoping for a miracle. They knock on that door one time, no one answers. So they come again. They didn't get the answer they were looking for. The conclusion that they come to often is that prayer just doesn't And then there are others who pray and do believe. They have the faith. They believe that it's going to happen, and they sincerely believe it with all their heart that God is going to work a miracle. 
for some reason that I do not have answers to. They did not get the miracle that they were looking for. Think of this with Sarah's brother Josh. We prayed for him to be healed. We believed that he would be healed. He believed that he would be healed. And we don't have the answers why, but God did not choose to heal him in response to our prayers and our faith and our belief. And when we believe that he is healed and whole today in heaven, but God did not heal him here on earth. And so you get in those circumstances and you say, well, sin? Was it doubt? Did we not have enough faith to believe for the healing? The Bible says we only needed the faith of a size of a mustard seed. And all the people praying are telling me we didn't have faith in this all. I don't believe it. And I don't believe we can assign fault about who did what and didn't do certain things. But sometimes Pray in faith and we believe for a miracle and it just doesn't happen. If we're not careful, we can begin to believe that if God didn't give us what we wanted, we let doubt and skepticism creep in. And instead of praying bold prayers of faith, we begin to step back. It's a lot easier to ask God for forgiveness than for something to say in prayer. Because if there's a chance, we'll give it. Sometimes we have a difficulty, we have difficulty believing God for the big ones. I've had past experience. And some of, for some of us, we have good reason to believe for some of those miracles. So we let the skepticism. song that we've been singing here, More Than Able, starts off with a question. When did I start to forget all of the great things that you did? When did I throw away faith for the impossible? How did I start to believe that you weren't sufficient for me? Why do I talk myself out of seeing things? Many can point back to a time when they asked God for something that they didn't get. And that was the marker of beginning to not believe God for the impossible. And not believing God for the miracle. So doubt becomes a door, a barrier to believing that because he didn't do the miracle then, maybe he's not going to perform the miracle now. James 1 6 through 8 says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double minded and unstable in all they do. You know, I think about that, that double minded thing. It's kind of like a, a donkey standing in the that they can't go on either side, but not knowing 
Then there's another factor. If you're knocking, and you continue to knock, and you're good at knocking, and you become a, a knocking professional, and you can even do different feats with your knocks, maybe you can play wipeout with your knocks, you, be, you can become really good. But what? Would you ever stop to think that maybe you're knocking on the wrong door? James 4.3 says, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Maybe the very thing that you're asking for, the door that you're knocking on, is the wrong door. You have the wrong address. This home that you're knocking on is big and empty. Maybe like your prayers. No one's going to ever answer that door. And that door represents our motives. Maybe we have the wrong motives in a particular situation. You just want things for your own pleasure or for your own selfish gain, and your prayers look more like me, 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 my, my, my. I want, I want, I want. I don't care how. You're knocking on the door, the wrong door, the vacant home. No matter how long you knock, that door is just not going to open. says this. She says, when one door closes, another opens. But often, we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one which has opened it for us. Think about the wrong door. When you're looking so much at that closed door, you don't see the open door. The open door. Perhaps you've been knocking on we pray with the right motives. We learn to pray as Jesus did. Not my will, but yours. Not my will, but yours. Luke 22, 42 says, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not my will. What is Jesus doing here? is laying down his own desires at the feet of the Father, and he's picking up God's desires. He was knocking on the wrong door, asking that the cup of suffering would be passed on him. Yes, he was letting his desires be known. He was praying to the Father, saying, this is my desire, Lord. But at the same time, I am releasing my desires to you. 
He's aligning himself with the purpose of God, whatever the result. And you all know the story. The cup of suffering did not pass. He went through torture. He was stripped, whipped, beaten, mocked, spit upon, crucified. So much for answered prayer. But what was the result? God received glory. And all his people included in the church. All can live life without guilt and shame. There's a greater purpose as he began to align himself with God. He said, Nevertheless, I will be I will be See, our motives need to come in alignment with God's purposes, even and especially when we don't understand. When we are knocking on the wrong door, God is calling us to a different door, saying, Come over here. I have something for you, and it may not be what you thought, but it's part of my plan for your life. So I think Helen Keller would encourage us to stop staring at the closed door. tracking all along, you can easily see that Jesus taught that we should not give up, that we should continue to ask and keep on asking, that we should continue to seek and keep on seeking, that we should continue to knock and keep on knocking. And Mother's, at Mother's Day, I stood before all the moms of our church, and I encouraged you here in, the, in, in front of the sanctuary, don't give up, keep on asking, don't give up, keep on seeking, don't give up. Keep on knocking. And on Father's Day, I did the same. As the father who, who stepped out and stood right here in the front. And I said, don't give up. Keep on asking. Don't give up. Keep on seeking. Don't give up. Keep on knocking. Galatians 6, 9 encourages us. and says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. I know it's not pretty. But we can help. I know that that son or daughter of that family member is far from Christ and it's impossible for them to return. Don't give up. Anything is possible. I know the bills are piling up, and the outgo exceeds the income. But God owns it all. He is provider. Don't give up. I know that the addiction is very real, and it's very strong. But we serve a bonded creator. Don't give up. I know that the work situation is causing a lot of stress. But God can calm the storm and bring peace. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. 
our system now he does. It changes you. It changes you. It opens doors. See, prayer changes situations. Prayer changes people. Sometimes prayer has even been known to change the course of nature. See, one of the greatest obstacles we face does not come from others. Sometimes the greatest obstacle is you. Sometimes the greatest obstacle is you. Sometimes I am the greatest obstacle to my relationship with Jesus Christ. But prayer changes the lost as you. Because we change when we pray. The objective of his prayer is not to change God, but to get him something differently, to align ourselves with his will and with his purposes. See, prayer is this partnership between us and him. And God's people agree with his purposes. And we begin to see him move. This is why Jesus teaches us to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. So here's this partnership we have. We pray, and God opens the door. We keep on asking, we keep on seeking, we keep on knocking, but God doesn't answer. This morning, I want to encourage you, challenge you. Even in the stillness of this moment, to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any obstacles that may be in the way Maybe it was something that I said this morning. Maybe it might be out of person. The Holy Spirit maybe revealed something to you that you need. And for some reason, you need to see this in my life. So we ask the Holy Spirit to give us that. Is there sin getting in the way of communication? Based on past experiences, and even in the this morning, would you be willing to try again? Would you be willing to ask God to increase your faith to believe in Him? Maybe you've been knocking on that one door, asking God to do things you can't do. Would you be willing to lay down your will and your plan for God's will? Would you be willing to lay it down to his feet, even if you don't understand it, even if you don't understand what he's doing? Say, Lord, it's not even me to see what he's doing. Even though we don't feel it, he's working. He never stops working. Maybe this morning you've given up. Or you're about to give up. You knocked, and that miracle just isn't. You've been knocking and still no answers the door. I want to encourage you again with a promise from God's word that is not miraculous. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Amen. Amen. Amen.
gave my heart to Christ and raised him back. years of asking. 30 years of seeking the answer. Those prayers that I'm asking that I'm seeking that I will not find. These are the Christ. I say that this morning. Give us the strength we need to be able to pray. Lord, when we feel like giving up, let your promises ring in our ears that there will be a harvest, there will be a harvest if we don't
reveal situations, reveal circumstances, reveal things in our lives that are not designed to help us to live them. Give us your strength and your spirit to help us walk in this. In Jesus' name we pray. scripture that we read for today, we are the ones doing the work. But there's another scripture that talks about Jesus in the work. Revelations 3.20 says, look, I stand in the door and knock. That's what Jesus said. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. And we will share a meal together in his presence. Jesus died on the cross so that we can have the restored relationship with this morning, he is knocking on the door of your heart today, knocking on the door of your life, and he wants to be that door for you. He's knocking, and he keeps knocking, but this time, you are the one that needs to be open. You are the one that can come in. Will you come to our door? Some of you have never opened the door to your Some of you have opened the door to Christ and have turned your life to where you push Jesus back out from where you are. And I think that's the door. Today is the day. It's the moment you make the decision that today is the day to let Jesus in your life. He stands at the door and knocks and keeps knocking. I'll stand this morning as we close. And we'll read Matthew 7, 7 through 8 because as much as it is encouragement for us, it's also a part of God promises for us. And we started to read here. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, 
Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. This morning, we continue to believe that he is more than able. Let's believe him for even what we don't know. Let's keep on asking for miracles. Let's keep on seeking the God of miracles.